As we have learned, in order for food that itself is tome to make other food items impure by touching them, for example, it must be that the food is at least the size of a kabitza, the size of an egg. This Mishnah talks about calculating the size of the food item, and the important factor is that we're looking for the volume of an egg. Not necessarily the size and the dimensions, but rather the volume of an egg. The leaves of onions, and the Mishnah is referring to the leaves that often have a hollow part inside of them, similar to a tube. And the stalks of onions that also are tube-shaped. Others explain to refer to mini onions that grow off of the main regular larger onions. The Mishnah says, If there is sap inside of the hollow part of these leaves, then they can be measured as they are in front of us. We would count the sap as a part of the volume. It's not considered to be a gap or something hollow. However, if there is a hollow inside of it, there is not sap over there, so it literally is hollow, it's empty space, then they should squish and close up the hollow part, and only then measure to see whether there is a volume of an egg there or not. Pasifrigonis, sponge-like bread, this is referring to bread that is not so heavy, it can be squished pretty easily and flattened. Nevertheless, it is measured as it is in front of us, we take its regular volume, and if that is that of an egg, then it would be large enough, because there's no actual hollow part to that bread. It's true that it's very much sponge-like, and there's lots of tiny air pockets inside of it, but there's no hollow area inside of the bread, and therefore it is considered to all be filled up with the bread. So if the bread has the same volume of the, as an egg, then it would be able to transfer its impurity onwards to other food items. However, if there is an actual hollow part in that bread, then they should close up and squash that empty hollow part and only then measure to see if there remains a volume of an egg. The meat of a calf, a young cow, that expands upon being cooked, or the meat of a older cow, an older animal, that actually shrinks when it is cooked. Even though in both of these cases the original size was different to what it is right now, the Mishnah says, they are measured according to their current size, their current volume as they are in front of us, and these things don't have hollow parts inside of them, so the question is whether the volume that we see in front of us is the volume of an egg or not. Mr. Test, the next two Mishnayas talk about a plant pot, and in general, we have that there are two different types of plant pots. There is an Otsitz Nokov, which refers to a plant pot that has a hole in the bottom of it, large enough for at least a small root to grow through it, and such a plant pot we consider, halakhically speaking, to be as if it's attached to the ground. That which is growing inside the soil of the plant pot is considered to be as if it's growing in the ground, because as a result of the hole in the bottom of the plant pot, the plant derives nourishment from the ground itself. So although the soil of the plant pot itself is not considered to be like the ground, in a case where nourishment is derived from the ground, then it would be considered the, the, that that which grows in the plant pot, it's as if it grows in the ground. 
On the other hand, an otzitz she'enoi nokuv is a plant pot that does not have a hole in the bottom of it, and in general, that which is growing in the plant pot that, like that is not considered to be attached to the ground. That having been said, if the if part of that plant ends up growing more and leaning outwards beyond the walls of the plant pot, the part of the plant that is now not contained fully above and in the plant pot, but rather leaning over, so now that part of the plant is situated directly above the ground, and it derives nourishment from the ground via the air, in between the ground and the pot, and in such a case, the part that is growing directly above the ground, we do consider to be as if it's planted in the ground itself. So the Mishnah teaches Kishus, a cucumber plant, Shinatobe Otsits, that somebody planted in a plant pot that does not have a hole in it. So at the moment it's not considered to be attached to the ground, but then the Higdila, it grew further until the Yotzachutz, the Otsits, it went beyond the walls of the plant pot, and now part of it is situated directly above the ground. We consider that part to be directly above the ground, and because of that, Tahira, the plant is considered to be pure, even if it had become Tommy already, the fact that it's now considered attached to the ground, something that's attached to the ground can't become Tommy. Only food that is detached from the ground can become Tommy, and since we consider the plant to now be attached to the ground, it would all become pure. And according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, not only the part of the plant that is directly above the ground becomes pure, but that is enough to consider the entire plant to be attached to the ground and thereby pure. Um, Rabbi Shimon, however, Rabbi Shimon said, What is the reason, what sort of a basis do you have in order to say that this should become pure? The part that's still contained within the plant pot is not deriving nourishment from the ground, and therefore, that which already became Tomei remains Tomei, the Hatohar, whereas the pure part of the plant that grew beyond the pl- pot, plant pot's walls and does have a basis to become pure or to remain pure, not, not to become Tomei at all, that can be eaten. The mission says it can be eaten. It's coming to say that even if it's Truma, which is sanctified food that cannot be eaten when it is Tomei, the mission is coming to say that even if it's Truma, it can be eaten because that part beyond the plant pot is indeed as if it's attached to the ground, so it it's not Tome. However, the part of the plant that is still within the plant pot, that remains Tome because it's not deriving any nourishment from the ground, at least not directly, meaning it could be that via the leaves and the parts that are deriving nourishment by being directly above the ground, so automatically that does give a bit of the nourishment also to the rest of the plant. But that's definitely not its main source of nourishment and therefore it's not considered to be significant. The plant we still consider, the, the main part of the plant that's within the plot, we still consider to be growing from the pot and not from the ground. It should be noted that some explain Ruby Shimon's opinion that it's specifically with regards to a plant that already became Tomei that we say that the part that became Tomei already does not lose its impurity. However, even Ruby Shimon possibly agrees that from this point onwards, even the main part of the plant would not be able to become Tomei. That's the law in such case where we have a small amount of nourishment being given to the main part of the plant via its leaves, which are considered attached to the ground, but its main source of nourishment being from the pot itself, the soil in the pot. So indeed, this is a novel, very rare case where there is a difference between what is needed for it to become Tomei and what is needed for its tumor to leave it and for it to lose the impurity that it already had, but we do find in a number of cases 
such differences between that it's easier to prevent something from becoming Tomei than to remove its impurity once it already became Tomei. Mishnah Yud, in the previous Mishnah we saw one ramification of the fact that something might be considered attached to the ground, and that is that it becomes pure or it cannot become Tomei. Only food that has been detached from the ground is able to be impure. Another difference is essentially an extension of the previous ramification, and that is with regards to Hersher. In order for a food to become Tomei, it must have first become wet. At some point it must have become wet with one of the seven liquids that are able to cause Hersher. And it must be that this occurred since the time that the food was detached from the ground. And so this is going to be another ramification, whether the item is considered attached to the ground or not, whether Hersher can be caused. Utensils that are made out of dried up animal dung or made up of dried up clay. These materials are softer than most materials, and if they are soft enough that the roots of the plants that are planted in there are able to eventually penetrate through the bottom of the plant pot and end up going through them. In such a case, already from this point, we don't view the bottom of the pot as being something that separates the soil, the plant, and the ground underneath it. And already from this point, we view it very much like an otzitz knockov, like a plant pot that has an actual hole in it, which halachically would be considered attached to the ground. And as a result, in it would not allow hersher to apply to the seeds and the plants that are inside of that plant pot. Even if they become wet, they will not become they will not gain that ability to become impure. So if a source of impurity later on touches them and they haven't become wet since then, even if when the source of impurity touches them they are already not attached to the ground, so they would be able to become Tomei, since they haven't had Hersher yet, so they would not become impure. Now the Mishnah says the general rule that applies, Otsitz Nokov, a plant pot that does have a hole in it, is considered to be attached to the ground, and therefore Edomachshar Sazeroim. The seeds that have been planted in it would not become Huchshar, they would not gain that ability to become Tomei, even if they become wet. Whereas a plant pot that does not have a hole in the bottom of it, in general, except for the exception that was just mentioned in the Mishnah, Masher Sazeroim, Hechshar can happen and occur to the seeds, the plants that are inside of there, because halachically, this is not considered to be attached to the ground, no nourishment is being derived from the ground, and therefore it's considered to be totally in the plant pot, and Hechshar can occur. Asks the Mishnah, How large does the hole need to be in order for it to have the status of an Otsitz Nokov, a plant pot with a hole in it, enough to derive nourishment from the ground? The hole needs to be large enough for a small root to go through it. Now the mission ends off, If somebody fills up the plant pot which does not have a hole in it until it's very rim, right to the top, the mission says, The status, the law of such a plant pot is the same as for a tray that does not have any rim around it. That is to say, something that has no rim around it, if there is soil that is piled on top of that, such that it's now exposed not only from on top of it, but it's exposed to the air, even on the sides, 
because there's no rim to the side of it, such soil, even if it's not directly above the ground, since it's so surrounded by the air, we consider it to be deriving a certain level of nourishment, even from the ground. The nourishment of the ground is transferred via its air, via the air above it as well, and since the soil that's piled above and beyond the rim is exposed fully to the air surrounding it, so we would consider it to have certain nourishment from the ground, and therefore it would possibly lose its impurity, Heksha wouldn't be able to happen, and this is another way for even a that which is planted in a plant pot that does not have a hole in it to sometimes still be considered attached to the ground. If you've noticed, the last couple of Mishnayis are no longer talking about the laws of a Yad and a Shomer, what is considered to be an extension of a food item. Really, the rest of the Mishnayis of the Perek talk about general rules with regards to the impurity that applies to food. As we have mentioned, in general, in order for food to become Tomei, first Heksher must occur. That means that it becomes wet with one of the seven liquids, and this Perek, this chapter, the first half of it at least, is going to show that this doesn't always apply, and sometimes this is not enough. But there is something additional that is required in order for the food to gain the ability to become Tomei. This is all talking about the ability to become Tomei, such that if a source of impurity touches it after this happens, then it will indeed make it Tomei. There are certain foods that require Hersher, they must become wet with one of the seven liquids, and they do not need any specific thought or intention of a person to designate them as food. As we're going to see, for example, if something is considered to be a regular food, so it has the status of food even without anybody specifically designating it to be eaten. So such an item of food, as soon as it becomes wet, as long as the owner is pleased with it becoming wet, as we learnt about in Maseches Machshirin, it would gain the ability to become Tomei. There are other foods that Machshov of the Hersher, we need there to be an intention of somebody to designate it as a food item, and as well as that, it needs to become wet. There's a third category of things that machshova, they need an intention for it to be designated as food, but v'loyhechshah, we don't need it to become wet in order for it to gain the ability to become tomei. And the fourth and final category is things that v'loyhechshah, v'loyhechshah, they don't require becoming wet, and we also don't need somebody to have the specific intention for it to be considered food and designated as food. And the next three Mishnahis will elaborate on each of these four categories, beginning with the first category, any food that is designated already for a person to eat. It's considered to be proper, regular, edible food, even if it's forbidden for a Jew to eat, at least a non-Jew might eat it. So it's considered to be regular food, and therefore we only require that it becomes wet in order for it to gain the ability to become Tomei, but there's no need for somebody to specifically designate it as food, as well, because it's already considered to be food objectively, even without anybody specifically designating it for that purpose.